Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, Runaways? Tonight we witnessed an alien birth. We had an epic action-packed showdown and the epic arrival of the mysterious Morgan Le Fay. Stick around on the Runaways After Show on AfterBuzz TV. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, we're back, my Runaways. I am super excited. Oh my gosh, we're covering this episode of Ben Shows. You know, they're, they're both good and bad. It's just a lot of information. But I'm so happy that I have my fellow Runaways with me. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. We're here for Runaways, and I'm joined by my amazing panel of super Marvel fans. To my left, we're here with Mina Nighting. Hey, everyone. How are you, Mina? Marvelous. Yes. The Marvelous Mina. That's your hero <laughs> name. And next to her, we have Lauren B., another Marvel super fan. How hey, are you, Lauren? I'm good. Yes. And you're our... Uh, the, the the luxurious Lauren. Ooh, there you yes. go. There you go. I love it. I love and, it. It's and I'm, I'm I'm just the obnoxious Ollie. Um, but we're here for season three of Runaways, episode four, Right of Thunder. If we ha- if you're tuning in live, we do have a live chat. Thank you so much for that. And if you're not, that's totally fine. If you're listening to us later or watching us, we have a comment section. We also have Twitters and Instagrams that we'll, we'll shout out later. We just love talking about the show and connecting with it because. Guys, this is the last season of Runaways. We're only on season three. It's just very unfortunate, very bittersweet, but we have to get to our initial thoughts of episode four because this one was a doozy. It's definitely something that we've been, an episode we've been waiting for, for sure. This was the essential theme of Runaways. So what did you guys think of everything that went down? Because it was good. I would have to say Alex really impressed me in this week's episode. Um, You know, yesterday I was talking about how he doesn't really stand out to me that much. Mm -hmm. And ever since he's become the character that's been inhabiting, you know, Alex's body and he's really the alien, I feel like we've seen such an incredible performance from him and it's been very captivating, very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like this episode. It was very suspenseful, very intense. I love the chase sequences. Um, Mm -hmm. It was really fun. Yes, definitely. Lauren, what did you think of this episode? This episode was epic. I (laughs) loved it so much. Of course, there was a lot packed into this episode. Alex definitely had me fooled. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. We were all sitting there yesterday talking about ifs and maybes, and now we have a definite answer. So that was amazing to watch. The baby is here. Mm -hmm. That's a whole lot to take in. And we wanted more fight scenes, and we got them. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes, I definitely enjoyed Alex kind of a new kind of a new playing field for the character or the actor that portrays him, Renzi, who's been killing it as Alex, but just seeing quote unquote not Alex kind of be this really evil character and just a new persona. And it was so refreshing because we haven't seen a whole lot of Alex. I feel like Alex is the leader of the Runaways, but he's definitely someone who's been kind of like in the background. I mean, we're so used to Carolina and Nico and Molly, but it's so cool to get Renzi to be able to play Alex or not Alex 
in this new form to really just kind of steal the show because I think he really stealed the show in this Absolutely. episode. This particular episode. He took the front seat all the way. Mm-hmm. It's that mole theory. It's that mole theory from the comics and he is definitely, I just love this new rendition of it for sure. So why don't we get into our first topic because you already brought it up, Lauren, the birth. Because the birth was, this was probably the most suspense. I know there was a fight scene, but this was definitely the most suspenseful moment for me because First of all, Leslie was pregnant, you know, at the beginning of the episode. She's very vulnerable. We don't know what exactly is inside of her glowing belly. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the alien son, he's supposed to be the most evil character of, of the family. And he has her hostage, unbeknownst to her, until it's too late. But he takes her to Tamar's house. And stuff went down, for sure. And Tamar's mm-hmm. kind of the one who's been at odds with the Wilders for years, especially with Catherine. I'm sure Tamar's super happy that Catherine is dead, you know. Uh, we're not. But um She what seems it, shocked definitely she, when she's watching it on the news. But she, I'm sure she she inside she was like, Yes. Mm-hmm. Finally. And then <laughs> she sees she Alex got. at her front door. But yeah. let me ask you guys that while we're on the topic of that, do you think that um I guess, do you think it was right for Tamar to kind of... Because I feel like Tamar had connections to Catherine's death, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was right for Tamar to kind of... Do you think it was right for Tamar to kind of kill Catherine, in a sense? Or do you think it would have been more justified if Catherine was kind of left to rot in prison? So what were your thoughts on that? I don't think Tamar actually, you know, gave directions for uh, for Catherine to be killed. I think it seems that way. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone just has this dying loyalty to her and carried out those plans knowing mm-hmm. what happened to her. Right. I don't think she actually told anyone, hey, this wow. is what I, what I need you to do. Because... We even had a scene earlier on with her and Alex's dad where Tamar said, you know, her being in prison, like, that doesn't even come close to any sort of justice for her. Mm -hmm. So that just made me think, well, her dying isn't justice either because the amount of, like, torture she went through losing her husband while she's pregnant was such was such a crazy experience for her that I feel like Catherine being dead it doesn't even satisfy any sort of justice in her eyes. Right. Um, so that's why I think she never gave the gave the green light for Catherine. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I think it, I like that you bring that up because that's a new perspective that I didn't really perceive at first. So I actually really like that now that you bring that up because it makes me like Tamar more for mm-hmm. sure. It's like okay, and she did actually help the whole birthing process of right. Leslie and the new child. She said, she, I mean, she wasn't happy that Alex was there. She was very shocked and thrown off. And, but until Alex really revealed his true intentions and kind of got hurt, he, I mean, he kind of like almost choked her until the runaways came in. Mm-hmm. So, what were your kind of thoughts on this whole dynamic and how Alex was kind of against his friends in this point? Because it was just. A lot of tension filled, and the whole chase scene was kind of juxtapositioned with the whole birthing of the new baby because it was just a lot to process. So, what did you guys think of this whole major kind of point in this episode? Um, I thought it was really interesting, and the stakes were super high. And all I can think of is I can compare it to this movie called Children of Men, where you know there's no babies being born, and then there's finally one baby, mm-hmm. and they have to like make sure the baby doesn't make noise because it's a huge deal. They're trying to get it from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and the stakes are super high. And I kept thinking of that movie when I watched this because you know 
they really like everyone had a vested interest in this baby in this episode Mm -hmm. so it wasn't just alex who had a vested interest it was alex it was the fellow aliens it was um you know leslie it was zavin it Mm -hmm. was the runaways Mm -hmm. everybody had a vested interest in protecting this baby and you know obviously leslie wasn't a prime focus it was more it doesn't matter what happens to Leslie as long as the baby is yeah. okay. So it was really interesting to see how things were going to play out and what side would win. Because at the end of the day, like we just want the baby to be okay. Right. We want the baby to be in the right hands. So right. Um, watching that was really fun. It was interesting to see this really diabolical um, side of Alex where he even strangles the donut shop owner right. i think it really i'm like, like come on he's just trying yeah. to give you the 10 horchata donuts which <laughs> I think so it, nice it definitely helped paint like a different picture of this character is oh this is someone not to be messed with um this is a very sinister side of alex we haven't seen right. yet because he is being possessed by this demon right lauren what did you think of the scene because talking about alex being diabolical or the sun i don't really know what to call it. not alex Especially when the chase scene with Carolina and Nico trying to get after Alex. And I'm, first of all, Carolina, why aren't you flying? We know you can right. fly. <laughs> but what did you think of the conversation p- between Nico and Alex? Because oh. not Alex was kind of being a total jerk to Nico, especially kind of using Carolina against her. So yeah, he that is was horrible. Evil. It was absolutely horrible to watch because I was like, man, just hit her in the gut while she's mm-hmm. down. And it, it was very manipulative of him and sitting there and watching it it was just like Alex is completely gone is he even still right. in his body anymore you know how mm-hmm. a lot of the aliens were getting rid of their hosts it made me sit there and wonder is Alex still alive because our Alex that we love so much would he have ever done this to Nico like right. never we would have never expected this so that made that scene very powerful mm-hmm. to watch and it just amplified the love that Nico has mm-hmm. and it made us sit there and go man she really will do anything for her, her loved one at yeah. the end of the day so that was a lot to take in yeah. and a little sad to watch because here we want to save Alex but we can't save him and then at the same time we want to kind of like get justice for everything that's happening yes. and hold the alien accountable but at the end of the day her hands are tied and there's nothing that she can do without possibly giving up her own body as a host mm-hmm. or completely just having Carolina in a like really awkward position where she could die right and he even brought up the point that why don't i just take over your body at some so it made me think okay so this is a super manipulative alien that can actually jump from host to host if he wanted to right but it just is the fact that he is in alex's body and i feel like that's such a great body to be in because he was the leader and he has all these connections he probably knows everyone the the best suspected right and he has everything against nico he knows her he has history he has alex's memories and Kind of yeah. like their history, so he can use all of that against her, and he did that. And of course, Nico has that still bond with Alex. She doesn't want to mm-hmm. shoot him. Tamar gave him the gun, and she still chose not to shoot him in, the, was, in the process yeah. of po- potentially killing Alex if I, he's still there. I was so surprised by that because I thought for sure that what would happen was that Nico or one of the characters who had a strong connection to Alex would use some sort of emotional memory right. to get the real Alex out of there and to do that extraction technique right. of, of figuring right. out, okay, 
is this the alien or is this Alex speaking? And I was so surprised. Like, you know, we know that Alex has really strong feelings for Nico. Mm-hmm. I was so surprised she couldn't tap into that mm-hmm. and bring him back in a right. sense. No, that's a good point. But I also think that possibly he feels betrayed by her ever since, you know, the whole love triangle with right. Carolina. So maybe he right. still has some kind of, not grudge, but kind of hard feelings about that. Um but yeah, that's a good point. That, but I also think that maybe because this alien is so evil, mm-hmm. maybe that's why it's so hard to get through that emotional response. Possibly. Right. That's just my theory. Um, but also, Alex does get away, but the baby's... And the baby's born. I'm like, the but the baby's born. <laughs> but luckily, the baby's born. Yay! Safely. <laughs> Thank you, Tamar, for housing, you know, this fun little <laughs> birthing party. Um she directed Zavin. She's like, Zavin, Molly, go get the towels. We're, we're going to birth this baby. And the bir- baby's birthed yeah. safely. She didn't have to use Google. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Zavin, oh my gosh, I love Zavin in this episode. Zavin was so, this is the first time we really saw true emotion from Zavin. Zavin, yes. first of all, this whole prophecy with Zavin of wanting to take Carolina back to, as her betrothed, she's been saying, in order to, not for herself, Zavin wants this prophecy to be fulfilled for her people. Mm-hmm. So she's not really necessarily doing this for herself she, to save herself, her love, you know, to be have that perfect insta love life, whatever. She's doing this to save her people back home. But come to find out, the prophecy um, uh, that uh, Leslie's father is coming true. And so Zavin just lit up when she saw the baby. So what did you think of Zavin in this episode? Kind of like showing that emotional response for the first time and kind of like possibly fulfilling her destiny. It was so refreshing to see because I feel like any prior experience we, the audience, have had of Zavin showing emotion has been very forced. She, like, yeah. you know, kind of, like, bit down on her teeth to try to force a smile, like, like this. Or, like, she's like, oh, so is this the part where we put our arms around each other and then embrace? So she's never really known how to express emotion. And the fact that she didn't even have to try to express emotion in this scene, it just came so effortlessly, mm-hmm. really showed us the power of love. Right. And how even when you explain love, you won't fully understand love until you experience it. You can talk about it, you can conceptualize mm. it, but nothing is as strong as feeling it for yourself right. firsthand. And I thought it was so beautiful that we had that whole explanation from Molly mm-hmm. on what love was and her explaining love to Zavin. Mm-hmm. Zavin not fully understanding it, but trying to grasp it. And then finally there being this um, you know, very gratifying moment where she holds the baby in her arms and then you realize there's so many different types of love. Right. You know, there's not just romantic love, but there's this unconditional love that you can feel for a child. Right. And that's exactly what Zavin feels and I thought it was such a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What? You, any, any more thoughts? My on favorite moment from Uh-oh. Zavin during this was the tear. Oh, when yes. she find, like That was the most organic emotion that I had seen from her this entire episode and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day this was something that was just like we relate to you we understand and she seriously had this moment what if I don't fulfill my purpose my prophecy everything that I came here for this is heartbreaking and that was just a moment where I was like oh my god there's no way that this character could ever be evil or have ill intent, mm-hmm. right? Because there was a couple of times that I thought maybe Zavin might have some yeah. ill intent, right? Maybe there's a backstory that we're not fully aware of and right. it hasn't been discovered and that they might twist the plot and yeah. Zavin might be a part of some of the negative things that are happening. Mm-hmm. But 
in that moment, I was like, nope, never. Zavin <laughs> yeah. is like my favorite person. She's the shiro. Mm. She's got it going on. And at the end of the day, she's going to protect this baby with her life, as she mm. said. Yeah. Her yes. eyes were leaking. So yeah. that's how you. Her eyes were leaking. Yeah. Because <laughs> her prophecy was to, you know, well, more on that, because we have to kind of talk about it, like how Zavin eventually made her prophecy fulfilled. But before that, mm-hmm. I just want to thank you guys for letting us be the ESPN of TV talk. Really appreciate you guys talking with us week after week on our multiple after shows. So what you could do for us, it means so much for us, for the Runaways After Show, leave us a five-star review on iTunes because the other ones don't work. We really appreciate that. Continue liking and subscribing and sharing with your friends and family all over social media are multiple after shows subscribe like i said i can't i can't like ask you guys so much because you really are making us the espn of tv talk and we thank you guys so much we love this show it's so sad that this is the final season but you also tune into live chat are you guys in the live chat yeah we're actually in the live want to shout out some of our friends and family from around the globe of runaways uh, Brandon Bowie is in the chat. Uh, he talks about how Zavin is his favorite character mm-hmm. on the show. Um, and also Nicholas Kelly has been joining us. Yes. Reggie90998. Um, yeah, we've got A. Carter. Uh, I think he's named after Aaron Carter. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there's some great people in the chat. Peyton McKenzie, Enchanted Sim. Thank you so much for joining mm-hmm. us, you guys. We really love this. And, of course, Ivan Soto. He's been a diehard loyal fan from the beginning. Right. So. I remember season one. Yeah. And you never forget Ivan, that's for sure. So keep <laughs> getting us those theories, those thoughts, those comments, those questions. We love your input because you're also a part of this after show just as much as we are. So I already kind of teased that Zavin's kind of departure from the show, or at least for now, is really sad because her prophecy was to kind of take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, and she went home and she realized, I wrote this quote down, she said, the great love is the love of a child, whether it is yours or not. And I feel like that struck a chord in with not only me, but also the character Molly, because Molly's adopted by the Yorks. So she broke down and obviously she had this connection to Zavin and Zavin realized that her true love, or not her true love, but her, I guess I'll just say true love, her true love might not have been Carolina. It was this baby because her prophecy was to protect it and possibly by bringing this baby back to her people, that's going to spark a revolution and save everyone, you Mm -hmm. know? So what were your thoughts on her possible departure from the show? I don't know if we're going to see her again, but it was just a very, very touching moment. Probably my favorite moment of the episode, her leaving. Any thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Because it was was very beautiful. Molly broke down and everyone was just... Even Carolina was... Everyone was I very sad. Every I see Molly break down, I'm just like, I want to give her a hug. She's so <laughs> but, adorable. And no, I, I but, thought that. I thought it was a beautiful yeah. moment. And I I feel like, yeah, just that link that you're talking about of how Molly could relate to it because she was also adopted. Um, it's like, it goes back to the whole theme about how they're all runaways and they have each other. And there are these very complex dynamics with them and their family members, how... You know, blood isn't necessarily thicker than water. You form these connections and this trust and this loyalty and these strong bonds with people who aren't necessarily your family. And you kind of see, like, the beauty in humanity and how, you know, we can all help each other out and unite for a common goal. Um, It it was just, it was a beautiful moment. It's like, you don't want to see someone go, but you know that they're doing this for the greater good. And you have to be willing to say bye to people, especially when that cause is greater than yourself. You're living for something greater than yourself at that point. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
for sure. I was sitting there just wondering, like, okay, how soon is it going to be before we see her again? Yeah. Just because of her language and how she was addressing everything, it seems to me that this child is going to be a key to a major factor that's going to be towards maybe the grand finale mm-hmm. of this season. But I don't think that we're done seeing her really at all yeah yeah i know we're not done seeing her because i mean this isn't a spoiler this is actually about the comics but nicholas kelly in the chat says so wait a minute is this storyline for zavin going to end up like the comics where she has to run back to earth in fear for her people coming to kill her and then he says because the baby would be put on trail for her family's war crimes and while i fear for zavin uh, if it's heading in that direction. So that would be interesting to see mm-hmm. if they replicated the comics. Yeah. I know that they've stuck close to the comics, but mm-hmm. in a lot of instances, they've also strayed away from it. Right. So I really wonder to see, like, wonder right. if it's going to end up similar no, to that. I just know that because we've, like, digged in and done our own research, we mm-hmm. know that this does end on a cliffhanger, the entire season finale. Which, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have my own thoughts on that, but more on that later once we actually watch that episode. Um, but yeah, I love that you bring up the comics because I do have a very special segment later. Really quickly, trying to just to bring out like a scene from the comics actually that was kind of replicated on the live action form in this episode, which was Zavin's departure. It was really reminiscent of another scene in the comics, so I really want to shout out that later. But um, kind of like before this whole thing with Zavin's departure, there was a huge showdown. It was the kids, the runaways, with their upgraded weapons ready to defeat the aliens versus the alien family. You know, Tina, Victor, even Alex, and also um, Stacy. So what were your thoughts on kind of like the kids finally getting their action-packed moment. Even Gert without old lace. That was so badass. She had this, <laughs> she was talking to her mom, Stacy, about the taking the self-defense classes. Mm-hmm. You saw her working that butterfly the butterfly knife. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. But it was such a gratifying scene because I feel like we've been waiting for this epic showdown for the kids versus their yeah. not so much family, their their parents. But it was it was definitely something that we've been waiting for. It was such a great scene. It was directed perfectly. I mean, I know in a lot of huge, big-budget action movies, you have one protagonist who's considered the hero and then ten bad guys, and you see each bad guy running up to each <laughs> to the character like yeah. individually and then like wiping out each character as it goes along, mm-hmm. and it's super cheesy. What I liked about this was that it was so different than that. It wasn't like each person coming up one by one. Each character had their own... <laughs> nemesis right. that they had to fight off and I thought that made it so much gr- like so much more uh, fulfilling to watch to have mm-hmm. you know Nico battling against you know her not mom yeah. and to have uh, Gert battling against Stacy who's mom. also her, <laughs> her not, not mom. mom and to have Chase battling against his not father Jonah mm-hmm. and I think that definitely added another emotional layer to it where you're literally fighting someone who looks like your parent that you have a strong emotional attachment to mm-hmm. but you realize it's not really your parent they're being inhabited by an alien I think it made the stakes that much higher because it added a layer of psychological warfare that would normally not be there mm-hmm. because then you have the moment where it's like Chase is talking to his dad and his dad is like, oh, I'm still in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. She's trying to use that to manipulate him. So yeah, yeah this was a very well directed scene. I loved yeah. it. And I loved the incorporation of Zavin into this. I kind of predicted that that would happen. 
Um, but I loved seeing Zavin morph into a different person and utilizing yeah. that skill to her advantage. It actually paid off. Right, because the whole reason why Zavin showed up was because they actually kidnapped the baby from right. from Leslie, from Tamar's house. So that was the whole issue. And it's, it worked out perfectly. So thank God the baby got kidnapped because it worked out for Zavin, taking the baby back home. But also uh, the whole thing about Alex, Alex wanted to actually kind of exchange his, his position in the family with the baby, so he can kind of do his own thing. So what, did you, what were your thoughts on that? Because that just adds another layer to him. And, okay, so he's ready to leave his family. He's ready to leave the nest, this evil... Well, he has evil, to. You know, and because they want the baby, you know? But even though Stacy is kind of like, oh, well, this baby's not for me. It's from another woman. So it's just... This whole fa- alien family has different, like, goals and motivations with one another. I feel like they're not on the same level, despite them being a family. So what were your thoughts on that whole issue? Because it's like an I feel like of Jerry Springer. I feel but... like this family doesn't like each other. Oh, they, they have hate their each other. they have their own little alliances within one another. Everyone has their own agenda. <laughs> That's like literally what I've been saying from the beginning. Is that the reason why there's no progress being made on either side, all the times that there's no progress, it's because everybody has their own agenda, and instead of figuring out what the common goal is and coming together, they're all so worried about fulfilling their own needs instead mm-hmm. of working together as a team. So mm-hmm. all the all the times that Pride wasn't on the same page and they were just looking out for their own interests, that's when they had problems. And all the moments that the runaways were worrying about their own things instead of coming together, that's when they would lose. Mm-hmm. And now finally we see the runaways coming together for the common good for a greater goal and accomplishing that mission and you see the power of joining forces when Mm -hmm. you're on the same page Mm -hmm. versus when you have a team that's completely disjointed where there's no foundation of trust where everyone is looking out for themselves including Alex, this possessed Alex who wants to stay here on Earth, fulfill he his wasn't own even mission, like, loves to torture. Yeah. He sounds like an evil dictator. That son's <laughs> such a snake, too, because he wasn't actually even fighting anyone. He was kind of hiding. Yeah. Well, he, had, he was with well, he the baby. Was told, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but still, kind of. it was still very shit. I'm like, oh, it's such a little weasel. But what were your thoughts on kind of like Lauren Nico finally hearing the voice of Morgan? They were Kind of at back back against the wall with the aliens. They oh, that, yeah. they finally did do their own thing, Mina. But even though yeah. it's like they still don't like each other, <laughs> they like did the light thing. The runaways were in trouble, but Nico heard the voice of Morgan and, and rose she, up. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on her kind of banishing the aliens along with their parents in the process just by hearing Morgan? Well, we kind of talked about this with our last episode. We were talking about how. Morgan might have to, you know, be that push that Mm -hmm. Nico needs to unlock the next level of her powers and Mm -hmm. her skill set. So we got a chance to finally see it. Mm -hmm. And this became this really, like, real fine line trickery moment of Nico thinking that she's going to be able to use her powers to just end everything, which she kind of (laughs) did. Right? Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) For now. And then open the can of worms. Oh, more on that at 11. No. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I really like this moment because this now was a moment for Nico to have more of that positive moment with her, with right. her powers, because the previous episodes we've been seeing this demonic or right. evil 
possession of and like really weird off kilter usage of her powers right. right that's like not balanced it's not balanced at all and her trying to figure out how to understand her new levels right. that she's discovering right and whether it's good or whether it's bad so in this very moment we finally see it used for what we would consider good mm-hmm. in this moment so that was really beautiful to see and to actually see her get to the point where I always think Nico is like the kick butt one out of everyone. Right. We did mm-hmm. see Gert have her moment in this episode. She did. But Nico is the one that's more of like the protector. She's the strength of the group, right? Mm-hmm. So this was really epic to watch her take the power and protect everyone. You yeah. even see her have that moment where she looks around and she's like, oh no, I can't let my friends, my family. Right go out like this, yeah. I have to stand up for something. I have to do this. And Definitely. she lets them. Right. Because and, I, and, I yeah. think she's kind of becoming the new leader without Alex. And to, unless he comes back, you know, in Alex mm. form, Alex Wilder form, true Alex. But she definitely is st- stood up to the plate as everyone else kind of follows her and looks to her as guidance. And I do you know? have a fun fact for you guys. So, remember when she's finally harnessing her powers and then Morgan Le Fay whispers Tenebrae to her? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Tenebrae is actually a Latin word that mm-hmm. translates to darkness, which Ooh. I thought was super interesting. And here, when I did a Google search, it says in the Roman Catholic Church, um, it basically represents the three days of Holy Week at which candles are successively extinguished. And several composers have set parts of the office to music. Um, so it, it there it is rooted in some sort of uh, Catholicism. Interesting. And at the same time, the literal translation for it is darkness. And we have Morgan Le Fay, right. you know, or her the actress who plays Morgan Le Fay, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Hurley, talks a lot in interviews about the dark dimension mm-hmm. and the dark dimension being something that's really important. So I love that there was this incorporation of Latin. It really reminded me of the Harry Potter series <laughs> where every single spell is in Latin and it literally translates to what the spell does. So she, in this instance, she uses darkness to completely annihilate mm-hmm. the aliens. And I have no idea where they, they are now. Are. Well, let's get those predictions <laughs> going. But Wheel. before predictions... Your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> <laughs> before predictions, guys, I'm so sorry. We have news, right? Do we have news? Um, I believe we have news. Yes, I but I, I have the news. Okay, yeah. good, 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 good. So sorry, so sorry. We are a live show, everyone. But I do have some news because, like I said, I can't say this enough. The season three is wrapped, but I did want to shout out uh, an article from The Wrap with Stephanie and Josh, the showrunners of the show. They had a brief little interview and kind of talked about how the show kind of it being canceled was kind of out of their hands, unfortunately, due to Kevin Feige kind of taking over the creative roles within, you know, the Marvel Universe, the MCU. Good for him. I love you, Kevin. You're amazing. But also, I love Runaways, and I'm so sad. But um, Josh had this to say in the interview. He said, I think it was just a realistic assessment of when it when it felt like the show might be wrapping. Sometimes things just are out of your control. And he said, a lot of times when you're making a TV series, continuing is not always up to you. And we just wanted to make sure that if it was going to play out that way, that we were just prepared to have an ending that would be very satisfying. So there's Mm -hmm. this talk of this possibly being a cliffhanger. I don't know. So that's just something to kind of think about. It's really unfortunate. I mean, I feel like people should just kind of get a hashtag going of Save Runaways renew for season four but that's just my that's just my opinion tweet kevin feige we want runaway season four just mm-hmm. saying but um 
I don't know. Let's just see how the rest of this season wraps up, you know, for our own eyes. I'm just really interested <laughs> in it. But um, now, why don't we get to predictions? Your After Buzz TV predictions. Because another scene happened in this episode with mm-hmm. Morgan Le Fay kind of yes. finally showing herself. She was in the hospital, yeah. right? She came in. She Robert's still alive, apparently. I thought he was dead. Homeboy was goner in episode three. I thought he was dead. I was wrong. Hopefully this is still Robert. (laughs) We don't know. So she shows up into the hospital. She kind of, I guess for lack of a better term, she awakens him Mm -hmm. or resurrects him or whatever. I think he was kind of just unconscious or maybe in a coma or something. He was in critical stasis. Um, And she says something along the lines of, like, I need you or are you ready and so, clearly, she's going to use him in some shape or form. Or what are your guys' thoughts of that particular scene and what's to come with Morgan kind of utilizing Nico's father, Robert? And what do you think is going to happen from here on out? It doesn't seem like he's on the same page. It almost seems like he's an accessory to whatever she wants. So, I wonder if they're going to be creating different factions. And now it's not just the aliens. It's the aliens, then Morgan Le Fay then the Runaways, and all these, like, different divisions. Because, like I said, there has been a lot of disjointedness throughout the series. Mm -hmm. And we also have other characters where I feel like because there are these different factions, because Nico now has a mentor who is Morgan Le Fay, I feel like there is going to be a point in time in this series that Nico's going to have to choose, am I going to stay with Carolina, or am I going to go with Morgan Le Fay? And there's going to be a lot of, um, you know... A, a lot of high stakes, a right. lot of high pressure situations where the runaways are going to become even more disjointed because we've already lost Alex. We don't have Zavin anymore. Um, mm-hmm. We do have Molly, Gert, Chase, but we don't, like, pretty much all of Pride is annihilated if you mm-hmm. think about it because the alien one members are gone and now, we know you know, Catherine's, Janet's Catherine's gone, dead. Catherine's dead. We have Jeffrey. Who's AWOL. That's, I mean, <laughs> well, that's not really, really all we have. And Dale, where the heck is Dale? Leslie is a huge target. So I just feel like at this point, it's going to be a lot of disjointedness, different factions. And I feel like the rest of the series are going to be different alliances forming and people deciding who am I sticking with and who am I leaving behind. And I think that will forever alter the course of... The Runaways. I love that. love that. Lauren, what do you think? This gets to be very, very tricky because we obviously know she has her own agenda. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to Nico's dad, it's just like, what do you really need Nico to do right. that you need to somehow manipulate a family member right. to get to this soft spot? We saw earlier in the episode that Morgan was able to reach out and touch Nico and kind of like instill her power before she realized how to use it at the big grand finale with the fight. Right. And now we're seeing that she can now physically be in the world. Right. <laughs> That's a huge thing. So mm-hmm. she's free of wherever she was trapped. Mm-hmm. And now Your we're After Buzz TV <laughs> predictions. Now we're dealing with the fact that she's not only gonna manipulate mm-hmm. Nico, but she's gonna manipulate her dad. Yeah. So my prediction is that all of this is gonna go to hell in a handbasket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was my bad in the booth. Yeah. Love the predictions though. Go runaways. <laughs> yes. Hit that like button in the in the live chat yeah shout out to you Steph you're an amazing producer we love you so much thank you for being incredible in the booth we love you thank you um but yeah I love your guys predictions they're so freaking good I'm terrified I feel like 
Nico's might have to be forced to do something she doesn't want to due to Morgan's uh, manipulation of her father. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this now. I have not seen any other episodes, um, but I think Nico might end up having to kill one of her parents. I second that. I was just because of, it. And it's not because she ha- she wants to. It's because they're being controlled. Correct. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know if the aliens are coming back. I honestly don't know. Where the heck are the aliens? But... Yeah. I don't know. You guys need to let us your... That's interesting, yeah. yeah. Because Nicholas Kelly says, Morgan seems to use Robert as a way to get to Tina because I see Nico possibly splintering from her at some point mm. and she needs some sort of leverage. Right. And what better way to get Nico than through her lovable father? Right. Because we all know Tina is not going to have it. Right. It's interesting because she did manipulate, if you guys remember the picture, with mm-hmm. Red. And that was all fake, apparently. That was an all an illusion that she made in right. episode three. So it's just so much to think about. Let us know what you guys think is going to happen, your thoughts, your theories, anything we might have missed in this episode. We want to keep talking and keep the discussion going. But unfortunately, we do have to wrap up episode four. It was such a pleasure talking with you guys. You guys are my favorite <laughs> panel ever, really. I love Runaways so much. But where can I find Lauren, you, and Mina? Oh, well, Lauren you first. can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lauren B. Mosley. That's M-O-S-L-E-Y. And you can catch me on Wednesdays with Vikings. Yes. Hey, everyone. I'm Mina Nadine, And you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Mina Makes Magic, where I will be doing movie reviews, astrology readings, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, make sure to keep up with me there. Yes, of course. You better you better keep up with all of us. And also Shay. Shay Jones. She's not here, unfortunately. But we still love her. She's still our runaway. Go show her some love at Real Shay Jones. And I'm your host, Ollie Drennan. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. And we're going to be back tonight for episode yes. 5 of Runaways at 9pm LA time. So we'll see you then. Bye, guys. We love you. Bye. Nuestros fundadores Kevin Undergaro y María Menunos quieren agradecerles por estar aquí en AfterBuzz TV. Recuerden que no solo somos los primeros en ser los más grandes del mundo y el único destino para todos sus programas de televisión favoritos. Así, vayan a AfterBuzzTV.com para ver nuestra lista de sh- Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me, María Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzzTV or its owners or principals.